It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. We're back for yet another episode this week. I think it's 515. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, whatever. It's some number in our fifth season. And I am VA and I'm here with Jeff. Bienvenue. <laughs> and Tim. Don't judge. Don't read too much into that. I'm from New Hampshire. It's on all the signs entering the state. <laughs> I just... I'm also here. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I just. You know what? There was a character on iZombie. He would come in. He was. He had a terrible French accent, and every time he said something, and he would grow increasingly evil i'd go oh every time he said something i'm sorry it's just something i do i feel that because i did the same thing with him yeah see you get it tim right because it was terrible his accent was terrible um it was so bad it was so bad so anyway it was like he was comically putting it on it was so bad but keep in mind i would never do that to patrice bergeron because we all know what i did to patrice bergeron i barely spoke to him because he is the most serene man on the planet and i would never do it to mama bergeron sylvie uh because i respect her for giving birth to the most serene man on the planet who happens to be our lord and savior patrice bergeron and patrice bergeron happens to love all the moms when patrice bergeron goes through there's that clip with patrice bergeron hugging all the moms i'm just like of course he is because he's Patrice Bergeron. Why wouldn't he be doing this right now? Right. I gotta say, I didn't expect all the moms to be as blonde as the uh, as the as a, as a gathering of hockey wives would have been. Yeah, I think that informs why most hockey wives are blonde. Yes, yes, it does. Yes, there's 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 a lot to unpack there. <laughs> oh yeah. You know that Sean Corrales gets his blondness from his mom. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so his brothers are like him, except even blonder. <laughs> Not his older brother. His older brother oh, has one of them hair. is though. One of them is like him, like super blonde. <laughs> also, we learned that uh, Pasta Mom is just as fun as Pasternak with her dancing with his helmet on in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> he gets his He comes by it honestly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, and and I I said this several times to Glenn. I'm pretty sure that the moms had some margs. Oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. The, the drinks were flowing in that bo- in that press box. <laughs> Whether it was yeah. rosé or it was margs, I don't care what it was. Those moms were having that and 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 here's the justification, okay? They gestated their children for however many months, you know, from 6 to 10 months. I don't know how Everybody was born on that scale, but you know, they did that. Then they nurtured them through their, their lives and, and had to endure with the fact that they had male children who played hockey. Okay. Um, because that's a particular number of time. Those moms had to get up at three in the morning on a Saturday. Oh my God. Yeah. Probably is beyond count. (laughs) Right. So you know what? Those moms, they deserve to have the margs. They, they went to Nashville apparently after they went to the team dinner. That was like a three hour dinner. The moms, some of the moms went out and they deserve that. Yeah, you do that. Go get your marks. Go get your rosé. Put a put an ice cube in your rosé. That's okay. You can do that. That's fine. 
Also, it's it was mom's plus sister Coyle. I think sister Coyle went to Nashville. Oh yeah, she's she's um she's crazy. <laughs> you know um so apparently uh what happened at that uh that family dinner thing was uh the family members uh the mothers the sisters shared embarrassing stories about all of their loved ones who play hockey to be a, a fly on the wall in that room must have been fantastic absolutely yes so okay we started a little hot there i was going to start off with uh, the whole idea that tim he completed a, a fantastic achievement this week. I did. I, 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 I watched all of the star Wars, every single one. And I get it. I do. I didn't get it before. Like, I was like, what is, why is every, why does everyone love these movies? But I get it. I do. Now, now long time listeners will remember that Tim had told us that he had never seen the star Wars movies. And we were like, what? <laughs> so, Tim has finally done that. He gets it now. He is eager for the Mandalorian, which is his next stop. So there you go. Yeah, it's I uh, I get it. I do. And thank Disney Plus. It wouldn't have been possible without Disney Plus. And you've seen all the Avengers movies now too, right? I have. I have. I think I've gone through like close to half of the Marvel movies now at this point, if not more. Just say it's going to take a while on that one because it's over 40 hours worth of film. Yeah. <laughs> and don't listen to Martin Scorsese. You should absolutely watch them if you want to. Oh, and he's, he's so full of shit because like, not all of them, but like some of these are so, so complex in terms of themes and stuff. <laughs> Marty, I'm so fucking sick of gangsters, so stop it. Well, that's just yeah. it. I just watched The Irishman this afternoon, and I don't think I'm happy with that decision. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not planning on making that decision. I mean, good for Marty, but also, I guess something even more so. Ricky Gervais was awesome. So there's that. Okay, I have one question for you now, too, Tim. Have okay. you seen Deadpool? Not yet. All right, there you go. That's your that's your assignment at some point when you can find it somewhere. Okay. Because we all love Deadpool so much. It's just, it's a movie for our time. Okay, so all of that stuff is very great and wonderful and cool. And I'm going to try not to shout into the microphone. This week, we had a lot of things going on with the Bruins. We all know that it was the mom's trip. So they went down to Nashville and then they saw the game against Winnipeg on Thursday. So very special week for the boys. In black and gold, very special week for their moms. And uh, let's take up this matter before we continue further with this thought. Last week, for the first time, we predicted. We wanted to take some time to predict how those games would go. So Jeff was the optimist last week and, and said that the Bruins were going to win all three games. You did say in regulation. I was trying to think, remember if I had that, if, if I had that, that, that stipulation or not. No. But that's okay. I'm just going to give you the win because you were technically correct, which is best kind of correct. It right. Really is. It's not. <laughs> well, but but anyway, you said six points. You had a technicality. It's okay. I'm just going to give it to you. Last night, going into last night's game, I was just sitting there going, hey, I said they would win the two games and then they would lose in overtime to 
the Islanders. Now, they made it to overtime, but they won. So I did not win. But um, but I got the technicality of the overtime, right? <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I'm very happy to be wrong. This is what I'm trying to say. And Tim, oh, Tim, you were the pessimist last week. You said they were going to lose all three in overtime. How do you feel, Tim? You know, great, to be honest, because I was completely wrong. And I underestimated the power of the moms. I really did. The moms need to go to every game. They do. I, I need them to be the um, banner captain in the playoffs as well, Eric. because that would be spectacular. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I could not be more thrilled to have been so wrong. Each and every one of the moms just needs to either work in Boston or take two months off from work starting in April. So they can be the flag banner captains like the whole time yes. during playoffs. Now, I will say that I did learn this week that Chris Wagner's mom goes to every game. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, what else are you going to do? In, what else are you going to do in Walpole? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. First of all, well, I knew that the players got two tickets per game, right? Typically. So they get two two tickets to do with whatever. So sometimes it's the wives, and in this case, it's his mom. His mom goes to every game, which is great. And secondly, Chris Wagner's mom is like a straight-up babe. She is. So it must be his dad who's funny-looking. <laughs> yeah, because Chris Wagner, he, I mean, he, he hit almost every branch on the ugly trade ball when he fell out of it. Like, No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, if you look at the picture of him as, as in the Pomeranian, they look alike. <laughs> He's just a little goofy. <laughs> oh, doggy kisses, puppy kisses. Hello, Mika. <laughs> Jeff is being attacked by his puppy. Oh, she's going to get so much bigger. Look at those big paws. Look at those big feet. Yeah, she's running around with snowshoes on. <laughs> so, no, I'm not saying that Chris Wagner is ugly. I'm just saying that he's a little funny looking sometimes and that it's his dad who must be funny looking because his mom isn't. I mean, if we're if we're gonna say that, Mrs. DeBrusque is also cute, in my opinion. Ooh. I honestly, I love her. Seeing that like seven or eight minute interview with her and Jake was so great, and her being like, "Don't be too hard on them. They were really sick," and Jake getting embarrassed as heck. It was so perfect. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I would also say that Mrs. Heinen looks sort of like it, what I assume Kellyanne Conway looked like before she opened the Ark of the Covenant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, no, actually, I mean, you know, that's just only making fun of Kellyanne Conway, which is totally fine and acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great to have the moms around. The moms are a lot of fun. The moms had a lot of margs. I think that's fantastic. Let's do that. I if, if I were there, I would have bought the mom's margs. I would have been fine with that. That would have been cool. I, I mean, let's just face it. I'm I'm around the age that some of those moms are, you know, so. And, you know, I always can pick out Brandon Carlo's mom in a picture. Where she has such big hair and her name is Angie. And, and she just reminds me of like a housewife from New Jersey. 
and that's fine. <laughs> Honestly, with how dull and awful the last like three four weeks with the Bruins had been, the mom content for me like rejuvenated the season. It was needed, I think. It was so good. It was so wholesome, uh, especially after the home game when they're dancing around in the locker room and like Pasta Mom has his helmet on and uh, Mrs. Corrali is like filming the camera that's filming her dancing around. And then like even uh, uh, Mama Camphor is like dancing around the locker room. It was awesome. It was so good. I loved it when the moms were just like kind of going around doing their thing and there were like reporters in there too and they're just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, have a good time. And, and they're a lot more fun than Bruins dads. The Bruins dads were just like, mm, we've got to be They were very stoic. Yeah. And also, I want to say this because I saw a lot of random comments on the mom's content that said, what about the dads? Fuck off. They'll do it. Fuck off. The there were people that were asking that those people need to have their internet privileges revoked. Yeah. They, they did the dad's trip a couple of years ago. It's fine. Whatever. Both at different times of the season anyway, right? Like, Yeah, exactly. One at one, uh, one season, one another. I mean, and that's fine. It, the Bruins put the put the bill for all of this. So it's like, exactly. if you, if you do the, the mom's one season, the dad's the next season, who cares? It doesn't need to be group packages. It, you know, it's like, let the moms go. You know what? Women have so many responsibilities. They take on so many things. They work. They take care of their families and whatnot. Why not let them just go have fun with other women who have done the same things they've been doing? Go exactly. let them have a fun, good time and, and you know, let it all hang out and, and be fun. <laughs> and honestly, they all, like, they all seem to, they obviously probably knew each other beforehand a little bit because players have been on the team for like so many years. Seeing other players going up to the other like, like teens, moms, and like everyone going up to it, like it was, it was almost, it was almost, it was a family reunion for everyone. Like it was so good. It was so wholesome. And if you can find any fault in that, then fuck right off. I, I'll be honest with you. The moms are a lot more fun than the dads and they oh, had they a lot were. more fun. And, you know, uh, all joking aside about alcohol, they just were a lot more fun because that's all, what people don't seem to understand is that women are fun and funny. So I loved it. It was great. I mean, pasta mom even threw her hat onto the ice for the hat trick. She did. I hope she got it back. <laughs> I hope he picked that one. Well, they um, they actually something that the Bruins did that was actually fantastic with that is all the hats that went onto the ice were donated to the New England Homeless Veterans Shelter. Yeah, they usually do donate them, um, but they they announced it that night that they were donating them um, to that specific charity. Of course, she was going to throw it. Of course, she was going to throw that hat. I mean, those hats were nice though. I love those hats. They were all sparkly. Oh, the bedazzled B? Yeah, the bedazzled B. And then on the back, they had the bedazzled numbers of their sons. Also, the fact that... Also, I love the third logo, the third jersey logo. So I like that it was those. And I also like that they all wore the third jerseys. Because I, 
the every time I see the third jerseys, I like them more and more. Yeah, I I like them on the on the players. I don't think I would like to put them on me. So, but I also have the Winter Classic jersey. So, you know, I don't need another B logo. I got it. Thank you. So, speaking of B logos, like how fucking awful are those? Some uh, the fuck the uh, the All Star jerseys, especially the Bruins one. Oh, like neither oh. color looks good with the Bruins one. What the fuck were they smoking with that logo? Remember those sheets that I got from Pot- Pottery Barn, and like I showed them to you, and you're like, "What's up with the gold bees logo?" It, there's no black in it. It's just gold and white. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't think about that. I just thought this one has the Vegas one on it. Uh, they're the exact same logos from those sheets. Oh, I see. So they did that and- shit a couple of years ago. You know what I mean? Because we got those. The uh, Golden Knights came into the league. So that was something that they've had on the burner for a couple of years. So sorry. Guys. I hate them. And they reminded me of the atrocity of the black ice jerseys of a couple of years oh, ago. Fuck. I'm not sure why they didn't just use the regular logo against those backgrounds. Like honestly, the regular spokes be on that back on that background, particularly the white one, would probably would have looked kind of cool if they were going for yeah. this notes on notes on a uh, bar staff um, uh, motif. Right. But but going with that yellow logo, just why? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was not good. It was yeah. not good. Also. I mean, if we're being honest, the all-star jerseys from the 90s were so elite that they should just go back to those. Also, this team's only a couple seasons away from getting the 100th anniversary, and I'm sure we're going to get some fucking dope jerseys to go with that. So, like, I'm just keeping my powder dry for then. <laughs> yeah, true. With a 100 patch. But, like, they're going to do a special edition jersey. Like, and I just keep thinking it's like, okay, like, if, if, if they pull off what they did for the 75, then, like, sign me the fuck up because the 75 is just amazing. Oh, those 75 were one of the best jerseys, if not the best jersey they've done. I love the 75. And the best is the person that, that they've shown. It's got been on Twitter of the person with the 75, Andy Moog. Oh, such a nice jersey. Well, thankfully, we only have two players that have to wear those monstrosities, um, and they only have to wear them for even the game. Even though we should have, like, three, maybe well, even four. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? We talked about the Brad snub. That sucked. But I'm glad that Patrice gets to stay home and rest. Yep. Okay? The, um, yeah, uh, the, Le- the Leafs fans flooded it and voted for Mitch Marner, which is good. Good for them. Yeah, don't let him go and have a vacation in the Bahamas. Fuck him. He has to go work. In St. Louis in January. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. With all the injuries Patrice has dealt with, I'm glad he's kind of just going home. Yep. Stay home or have a relaxing break somewhere. Just rest up. Don't be on the ice. Just chill out. It's fine. So let's talk about this uh, this week of games. So uh, the first game was on Tuesday down in Nashville, which was... Super exciting. So, I mean, the Bruins were helped to start with this game because, um, uh, well, the Nashville fired uh, Peter LaViolette on Monday and hired John, John Hines about, what, 45 minutes before the game on Tuesday? Yep. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Remember, it's funny because it's like um, I found out about it. I was right in the middle of editing the episode and I, was, I hadn't quite gotten to the point where you said, how has Lavi not been fired yet? And then he got fired. I was like, well, 
Jeff, uh, Jeff did his magic. <laughs> <laughs> How have the Leafs not been been contracted as a, been, been, been contracted as a franchise yet? I've decided I want the Leafs to go away more than the Habs because I like I like hating the Habs. The Leafs are just exhausting. Yeah, their fans are exhausting. But you know, here's, <laughs> here's the other thing. Uh, so yes, work your energy and your juju and all that stuff for that. It's about the Preds. The Preds actually had been considering Babcock. I just read it somewhere. There was nothing. It was just in a tweet. It was like John Shannon or somebody said Babcock was in the mix. They chose not to go with him. Okay. I'm surprised. I saw that they hadn't even like reached out to the Sharks about talking to DeBoer, which surprised me because of the out-of-work coaches, I would have ranked DeBoer as the best one of the bunch. Right. But you know what? John Hines is from Rhode Island, so I'm going to be like, hey, cool. Rhode Islander got a job again. So, respect. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think he's from Cranston or Warwick. One of those two. They're right next to each other. It's like six of one, half a dozen another. I mean, They're it's Rhode side Island. by it's each. All, it, it's, it's Rhode Island. It's all, it's all side by each. It's side by each, you know? Anyway, okay. So, um, yeah. So the Bruins went into that game uh, with the newly hired. John Hines as the the Preds coach, forty five minutes before the game, and um, they walloped, walloped oh, they just, the Preds. They just beat the Preds to death. I mean, the shots on goal looked like it was a close game, but but I mean, the score was not not even a little bit. Like it was, it was what was it? Um, it was at six two. Yeah, it was six <laughs> two. Basically, they saw goals from. Forsberg and uh, Granlund. Granlund. Yeah, but that was only in the second and third. So, uh, Whereas Boston Hardcore Suggles from Pasta, Heinen, Bergeron, Wagner, Krejci, and Coyle. Yeah. That's that's some depth fucking scoring there. It is. And the Wagner one was a funky goal, wasn't it? Where it was, oh yeah, it bounced off his hip. Yeah, because he was talking about it on uh, the Sports Hub on on um, on the midday show on Thursday. Uh, they were like, "Hey, wow, you deflected that goal into you know that puck into the goal," and he's like, "Oh no, no, it bounced off my hip. I didn't do anything else. It did nothing special. It just went off my hip." He got Lindholm his first assist of the season. <laughs> Again, like Lindholm, he's remarkable. I don't think I've ever seen a player that just sucks the life out of a game like he does. <laughs> Oh, par. I don't mean that as I don't mean that as like a knock necessarily. He's hockey death. We've called him hockey death. Yeah, 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 He's, yeah. Just, 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 just like I am here. He uses his hockey stick as a scythe, you know, and he reaps the the souls from or the life from from oh hockey. My God, imagine if he'd played for Guy Boucher. <laughs> Let's run the trap. <laughs> this game has had this game has had n zero zero. With the shots on goal, zero all. Nope. <laughs> there is no shots on goal prior to the shootout. <laughs> Which went so far they had to ask the backup goaltenders to shoot. And then oh ruined <laughs> Well, uh, you know what's really important about this game? Well, very interesting about this game is this is the game that happened before Pekka Rene got a goal. <laughs> He scored oh, a yeah. goalie goal. Well, that was just, basically he's like, "Fuck this! I'll do it myself." <laughs> to be fair, the Preds were 
knocking the snot out of the Blackhawks because the Blackhawks, guess what? They're bad. Yeah, they're not good. Yeah. So, um, so this is the game before that. So basically, I think Pekka was just like, fuck you guys. I will score a goal on my own. And he did. So, yes, the Bruins in front of their moms did really great. So it was like this was the first game in which we were like, hmm, maybe these moms need to stay. Oh, by the way, Marshy said about his mom this week, and I loved it, that he got his lip from her. He's lippy <laughs> because of her. Nice. Oh, there was also a part where she's like, he did something and she didn't approve of it. And she was texting him from the box and she called him Bradley. And then she turns around and goes, it's only Bradley when he does something I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, I mean, that's, isn't that the parenting thing? Yeah, unless the kids are that weird one that likes their full length name uh, for day-to-day use purposes. Yeah. In which case, then you got to break out the lat, break out the middle name and then, then you mean business. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's go to that uh, Thursday game against uh, Winnipeg. First of all, you allowed a guy whose name is like onomatopoeia to score against you. It's a sound that an object makes when it goes into water. It is not a last yeah. name. Pionk. I mean, they're having a rough time with last names here, too, because we also got, got, got scored on by a cop. Oh, yeah. A- cop. A cop. Yeah. Andrew Cop. Yeah. <laughs> And well, Shifling. I think pretty pretty sure that's a lot, that's on a monopia too. This looks like it should be. <laughs> it's like the sound you make when you're wearing a raincoat. Yeah, you shifle <laughs> along. <laughs> <laughs> Every day I'm shifling. Oh! <laughs> oh, Tim! <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, that was a good one on the spot too. I, I enjoy how Pasternak's hat trick that night. Each goal was scored with a different with it with a different set of uh, of of center and left wing. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's like I care not who's with me. <laughs> it's like, oh, Corelli and Nordstrom. Sure, I can do that. Okay. Oh, good. It's just, uh, oh, good. Brad, Brad, and Brad and Patrice are on and out. Brad, Patrice won't get the assist. get the assist, but okay. Oh, I'm on with Krejci and DeBrusque. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> it it led me to tweet that he's natural fourth line right wing, and then I thought to myself, why can't we just like clone him and make him all the right wings? Posture knock point one, posture knock point two, posture knock point three, posture knock point four. Well, yeah, 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, 0, 4.0. And it would be like 88.1, 88.2, 88.3, right? So you know which one's on the ice. So yeah, the mark one through two, through four, that's fair. Yeah. You, could have different mod- you could have different models. So for the fourth line, you could have the Hulkbuster posture knock. <laughs> he's super super bulked up but it, yeah yeah i mean i did love his uh his originality with the whole uh let me just score with anybody who's on the ice anybody i'm assuming the only reason he didn't score with 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 uh coil and uh it was just because he didn't get the opportunity to well no coil's uh coil's a puck hog a uh, puck hog no no, mm-hmm. no he didn't score in this one that was the other game sorry anyway yeah, so this game, it was one of those things where it was just oh, it, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with the lead changes. And I, I gotta tell you, I was, I was like dreading 
how this game was going. Um, of course, you know, Pasta got the uh, the hat trick, and I was like, okay, I think we're good now. He scored his 33rd, 34th, and 35th goals in this game. Yeah, he's, 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 uh, he's pretty all right, you know? <laughs> yeah, I like him. He's all right. Uh, I think we should keep this player. Yeah. Seems okay. Yep, we should. Yeah. And he's only um, 15 goals away from my 50-goal prediction of him. I mean, at this point, it would be almost impossible for him not to make it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We're not going to talk any more about it. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> and and um, DeBrusque scored two goals, and DeBrusque seems to be getting on a hot streak again. Yes, yes, because guess what? Because, because I complained about being kind of cold on, on, on Jake DeBrusque, and here we are. <laughs> also, he had cheesecake. Well, uh, I, you know what? I'm going to tell you, I think that it is all Jeff on this one because Jeff, we, we do that. We do that. We shit talk somebody and then they do well. You know what I mean? True. So it's fine. So like Jeff, it's all on you. You know, do you have any shit you want to talk about with the, with the DeBrusque? Do you want to say anything else? Or is there another player that you would like to say some stuff about? Well, you know, I mean, Charlie, Charlie McAvoy is great and all, but if he doesn't start scoring fucking goals, I just don't know. No, my heart wasn't in it. It's not going to work. I don't care that Charlie McAvoy's not scoring goals because he's a fucking defenseman. Why should I care? <laughs> hey, pets, play nice. You know, that DeBrusque goal was largely driven by Charlie McAvoy, right? I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. And again, I don't, I don't care. He's a de- what? I know she hissed at you. doesn't mean you got to bark back. She's going <sighs> to learn someday. Anyway. Stop barking at the cat. She'll only hiss more. Apparently, I'm having a goalie fight on my hands here, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Nope, no, no. Let the cat leave peacefully. So, Jake DeBrusque seems to be going and getting ready for a tear here. He has goals in how many consecutive games? Two, right? Well, now it's two. Because we're going to talk about that game last night that I did not watch. Sorry, guys. Uh, I was watching another Bruins-related game. The game against New York down at the Barclays Center. Anybody? Anybody want to talk about that one? Tell me about it. I didn't see it. They, they, they won a game. It started off not great. Break the fuck up, you two. Stop barking at the cat. You. Do you, think that the, do you think the dog and the cat are trying to reenact how the, the game started? Maybe, like, because at one point, the Bruins were being outshot 14-2 to two and down one nothing. Oh, yeah, that's not great. So, it was not pretty. I think the Brusque scored the first goal to tie it, and that really helped things a lot. They kind of broke them off the schneid. Uh, then, John Moore scored the second goal. So, that's something that happened. And good for him, just getting the goal. But then they gave up. Then they gave up a goal to Barzal, and that sucked. Can, and then you know, goal, they gave up goals in consecutive games to Connor and Barzal, and uh, Hags was just the worst about it. He was also like even by the low standards to which one should hold Hags. He was bad. He <laughs> was bad. Islanders fans were terrible. They, I've never seen a group of people argue about officiating more over like a 
regular season game in January than they did on Twitter. They were not happy, especially like the overtime uh, penalty that was called. Okay, overtime penalty. What happened? Okay, so, okay. All right, what happened? Um, so they called, I think it was a tripping penalty or something like that. Uh, when a, it was against Marshan, Marshan went to the ice. Um, people complained that Marshan, like, kind of like turned into it and kind of flopped and shouldn't have been a penalty. A weak call. I mean, they called the penalty, and Patrice Bergeron scored a power play goal on that penalty in overtime to win. So there was a lot of people talking about that. There was also a play where Carlo, I think it was 2-1 at the time, and Carlo had an insanely great poke check uh, on Barzil from behind that actually kept Barzil from getting a shot off. And people, there were some people, and when I say people, Islanders fans that thought there should be a hooking call, but there wasn't. It was just an insanely good play by Carlo. And then there was another play with uh, Camphor, I think it was, on Brock Nelson, where he kind of tackled him a little bit and then kind of held them to the ice a little bit. And it was 2-1 at that point, and, like, nothing was called. They just, like, kind of let it go. And people complained about that as well. So a lot of Islanders fans were like, yeah, the refs took this game away from us. You know what? Come to me. When the refs take away game five of the Stanley Cup final away from you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. Like- when, when your player is tripped and the player who tripped him acknowledges that he tripped and was getting ready to go to the box and then you, uh, the, the other team scores and they win that game. Tell me, please tell me how that feels. Cry to me then. Yeah, but their response is it's the Bruins and they deserve it. Like, that's it. Like, it's bullshit because anything against the Bruins is justified because they're the Bruins. Like, that's really what it is. See, that's the wrong answer. The answer is obviously it's the Maple Leafs and they deserve it. (laughs) Also, it it was some Islanders blog that tweeted – the Carlo play out and complained. There were like a number of Leafs fans in the replies being like, I hate the Bruins, but I don't see what you're talking about. Like when you have Leafs fans defending you, defending the Bruins on something that you're complaining about, like, you know, you're in the wrong. Like that's like literally the definition of being in the wrong. Oh my God. I mean, yeah, that's wow. I commend those, those Leafs fans for having some, Ability to understand hockey. <laughs> yeah. Like, basically, like, there was a, a, a bunch of fans, too, that, like, responded with, I remember my first hockey game. So, like, there was a lot of, they got a lot of flack for saying that there should have been a penalty on the play. And if you look at the play, it was, like, a, just a really good poke check from behind by Carlo. Like, that's what it was. I wouldn't mind a poke check from behind from Carlo. Hey Hashtag hockey porn. <laughs> <laughs> Refs do do some stupid calls, but just because they didn't call every fucking thing doesn't mean that you're going to get a power play every time and score on it. All right? So 
Like maybe you should just score more at even strength. Maybe that's your answer. Your team, the the Islanders, it's not that you guys can't score. It's that Trotz is focusing so much on your being defensively sound that you're becoming like the mid, like, you know, the mid, like, aughts um, Bruins. Yeah, and that's just it. Uh, they scored two goals. You can't expect to win a game scoring two goals. Like, you can't. Like, the final was 3-2 Bruins. You can't expect to go into a game and win it, like, 2-1. Or you can't expect going to shootout with the Bruins every time. I was going to like, say, it's like, okay, so Rasp put, put up a great game against them, right? Because the Bruins gave up a lot of shots. They did. Um, you guys got to have your goalie show up and do better than 909, guys. Mm, yeah, that could be it, too. So how about if we stop blaming the Bruins for your inadequacies? Yeah, exactly. I, and I can't believe there's still so much talk, especially after last year's cup final about how the NHL is forcing its will in this game and wanting the Bruins to win. Like if the Bruins, had, if, if the NHL had power to make sure to, to force their will on games, do you really think the Blackhawks would suck this much? Or do you think the Bruins would really have one Stanley cup since like the sixties or seventies? No, they wouldn't. Well, the NHL absolutely did enforce their or force their will last year because uh, when, when Barubi or Baru whatever his name is when he came out oh, Craig, and yeah. yeah when he came out and complained about the officiating in that one game everything turned everything oh, changed that, 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 the officiating in that game was like perfectly reasonable too he was just being a freaking whiny bitch sorry for the sexist language i just kind of train wrecked before king up with a good insult um <laughs> no that's okay you know what a whiny bitch isn't necessarily sexist because I call men whiny bitches too. It's fine. Oh yeah. And he was, he was definitely that. And that changed the whole outcome of the Stanley cup. I mean, we saw game five with the trip, like it changed the entire landscape of the series. Yep. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to constantly get into like a pissing match with like um, fan bases uh, about, you know, how much they got dicked over by refs. Every fan base gets dicked by the refs. Well, there's this. It's like, you know, the Bruins did have, you know, a ref assist for one game in the in the playoffs last year. And that is to say the fact that Jake DeBrus didn't get called for that uh, for that open ice hit on on Kadri, regardless of whether or not it was really dirty or not is the main reason Kadri was able to be stupid and get himself suspended. True. Remember, I predicted that. I predicted. I said, just get Kadri mad so he'll do something stupid. And that happened. And I'm so... I, that's one of my proudest moments, guys. <laughs> Mate, there's a distinct possibility that Jake DeBrusque could just simply actually one of our listeners. Jake, if you're listening, we do love you, but we really want you to perform well. So, you know, stop fucking off. <laughs> like, do a good job. Take the shots. Score the goals. Yes. Be fast. Use your speed because he's a speedster. Use it. If you are listening, Jake DeBrusque, like, DM me a cookie. There you go. That way I'll know. It'll just be you and me. Uh-oh, what? Is that bad? No, no. He's a big fan of Oreos. 
which uh, I can't say anything. I'm not going to say anything bad about it. I like Oreos. It's like, you know, J Dubs is allowed to have his tastes. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of cookies. So there you go. I'm fine. Why were you looking like that then? No, 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 no. That was, that was me. It's like, I was going to DM you a cookie. And then I realized it didn't matter. I mean, that didn't matter. So I did the, the, oh, well, I me. mean, he could just, do, <laughs> he could just do the, the emoji of a cookie. Just okay. DM me okay. an emoji of a cookie. You know, you can find me on Instagram too. I'm at queen of pies. I think there's underscores in there, you know, it's, but apparently, you know what? It doesn't matter because Jake Dabrowski is terrible at um, using Twitter and even worse at using Instagram, except for that one comment, except for that one comment about how, yes. yeah, when Nesson said, uh, when, when you find out your mom's making the cherry cheesecake, you know, he did say that Nesson's uh, comment game was uh, on fire or something or was lit. So, you know, uh, but for the most part, everybody tells you know, Sophia, that uh, Jake is the worst with his phone, worst at text messaging, worst. He's the most irresponsible of the guys and, and whatnot. So it's like, OK, so he'll never he'll never DM me some like uh, emoji cookie. That's that's fine. Whatever. I don't care. Jake, do a better job. All right. That game was not a gimme last night. Bruins had to work hard. I mean, Tuka Rask didn't fuck around, so that helped. Yeah, Tuka, Tuka was good. And I think the one good thing about the win last night is this is the kind of game that you were losing in December. Yep, yep. So you, you found a way to, to win without your moms. Without your moms. Without the moms. Which is sad because the moms need to come back. They will. They will. If we wish upon a star and think really hard... They will come back. So, so we we've talked about these games of the week. Has there been any Bruins news this week? Uh, so, a couple things came out, sort of like on the rumor mills. Oh, okay. So, one, um, Elliot Friedman say this on the thirty one on thirty one thoughts podcast this week. Got picked up by a lot of other Bruins sources that uh, the Bruins basically have a trade for Tyler Toffoli there in their pocket and can go pull the trigger anytime. I guess it's just they're waiting to see if there's be- if they can find something better. Fair enough. Which Freeman went on to say is like they're waiting to see what happens with Kreider. I'm like, ah, but like he's a left wing and like yeah he's great, but it'll cost a lot and he's not the not the problem. Unless you're going to roll Heinen and Bjork on your as your as your as your as your two and three right wings, it, I mean, is he being talked about because we're such good trade partners with the ra- the Rags? Is that or what something? it is? I mean, he's also expiring, and he is a good player. It's just not really what the Bruins need right now. So what would so Kreider would cost? Kreider would cost like a package like they paid for Nash. No, well, maybe not. It would depend if they manage to send back as the other way as, as a dump. But the Rags can't take on salary dumps right now because um they are going to have a $6.5 million cap hit from the Shattenkirk buyout next year. Oh, ouch. So, that, was, that, that, that buyout was so incredibly short-sighted because of the how nasty the penalty was going to be next year. Also, Shattenkirk's <laughs> not been that bad for Tampa. Um, yeah, considering uh, they could have just you know bought out Mark Stahl or... or or someone else not good, and then yeah, instead here we True. are. 
So does that mean that they would put Kreider or Kreider, Kreider, Kreischer Kreider. on the uh, third line? Put Kreider with Coyle, and then you have either Heinen or Bjork on, on Coyle's right in that scenario. I mean, that could be, end up being a really dominant third line. Yeah. Yeah, it would. I don't know, but like, I don't really think Kreider's the solution for Boston right here. Again, I'm... I agree. I'm all in on the Palmieri train, which uh, Fluto had a great piece talking about that, although he had a, a not very realistic um, uh, pre- uh, trade price. He said like it would be like Bjork plus like Axel plus some um, Axel Anderson to make to make it happen with salary retention. I'm like, if that's the case, why is it not done already? Like I love Bjork, but like you make that fucking trade. Especially if it come if it came with retention. True, the retention's big. Although I really like Axel Anderson. Why do you like him, Tim? I need to know now. I I just think he's going to be end up being really good. He's I think he's a good defenseman. He's played really well with Moncton this year in the queue. I I like him a lot. Okay, okay. I, I, just, I just wanted to know if it was like one of Tim's likes. Um, kind of it's it's part like i actually think he's good and part the swedish thing ah there we go see now the only thing about it is every time i go to say his name i start saying axelson and that's not right because he's not pevin uh i always get him confused because his name's axel and it's anderson and then i just want to just make it axelson because that just makes it easier right axelson yeah i mean it does why, can't well, I mean, you just go by one name and it'll be Axelson? Like share? Just, 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 just be a mononym? Yeah. I do, th- I do think more people should just say fuck it, I'm a mononym now. Yeah. Either that or, I mean, I suppose if I have that philosophy, I should just move to Iceland. But um, where last names are really only exist so they can deal with non-Icelanders. That would make me Timerson. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Well, no, you'd just be Tim in Iceland. Because um, oh. technically, your last name would nominally be your father's first name, son. But that's not actually your last name. That's just like you're making it so you can function outside of Iceland's last name. Oh, uh, I kind of want Timerson, to be honest. <laughs> and in Iceland, it said the, 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 the women's last names are even better because they just entered Dottir. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so then Anders Bjork would just be Anders over there. He wouldn't even be Bjork, which would be more fun. I mean, no. Oh, Bruins Network mentioned that there were chats and he'd heard that there were the, the Bjork and Heinen were brought up as outgoing pieces, to which I say, that doesn't seem like it would be solve any of our problems. Yeah, generally creating more problems while trying to solve your problems is not looked at as um, being good. And also the number of people with brain worms and the responses to him that said, we should hold on to York, but I well, we should definitely trade Heinen. <sighs> it's like Bjork is still sort of the mystery box. Whereas we know what we have in Heinen and it's good. It's just not flashy. <laughs> right. How many times have we talked about this? I mean, I get so tired of talking about how no one understands Danton Heinen's game. And the problem is, is that Danton Heinen doesn't score enough for people to understand anything. Right. You know, it's like uh, it's like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, David Krejci, people might get on him about not scoring goals outright, but he's usually an assist machine. Well, you know, no one complains about no one ever has complained about Joe Thornton not scoring enough goals. So, like, 
or Mark Savard. Like, like no one ever complained about that, and never assist machines with low goal totals. They happen at center. It's weird. You know, Adam Oates is a Hall of Famer for exactly that. <laughs> right. So it's like, so I just sit there and I'm just like, you know, Denton Heinen, he does a lot of things. And I still, I don't understand his game either, but I, I'm not saying that he sucks, you know, because I don't think that's it. And I know that, you know, people with better hockey minds than me don't think he sucks. I think that's the important thing, right? I get frustrated with some people wanting to play armchair GM without necessarily having the knowledge, but they're basically going by the eyeball test. And we've talked about the eyeball test so many times. Like there are ways, you know, it's like I, I can use the eyeball test when I'm looking at David Posternock down in the AHL, which I did. I saw him a few times down there and he did not look like any of the other players he was playing with. He made Jordan Caron, look good that's all i'm gonna say about that okay he's played a very short stint in the ahl but he did not look like anybody else yeah that is when you use the eyeball test when you can just go that that person doesn't doesn't look like anybody else on the ice you know what i mean you can use the eyeball test when you're just like wow that guy scores a lot of goals who could you okay wait a minute i just want to stop this for a minute Fucking Nolachari, what the hell? He had another game where he had like two more goals. Well, you know, you know, part of it is is um in Boston under either coach, he was never he never afforded the opportunity to play up the uh, up the roster. Now the funny is the other wing on his line often did, whether it was Tim Schaller or Nordstrom, and both of them had like inexplicable runs at second line wing. True, Achari never did. So like, there's a non-zero chance Chari always had a sin that had this in them, and now that he's getting to play with with, with Jonathan with Jonathan Huberdeau and uh, and Vince Trocheck. Well, they they always wanted to keep him at center, and now he's playing a wing, and he's doing well. I mean, pre- he played a lot of right wing in Boston. All right. Well, he didn't play much center really. He but... seventeen goals or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's fantastic, but it's ridiculous. You could not have used the eyeball test to say Nolachari was going to score 17 goals this year. Oh, yeah. Nothing about him suggested that. And, I mean, good for and good for um, Florida that he already had him signed because um he would never live up to whatever contract he would sign after this season. Right. But I do want to share one, one more thing. It might be Big Daddy Energy because he has a child that is due in July. Oh... Oh, yeah, I saw the Instagram story. There's a baby Achari on the way. Big Daddy Energy. It's real, man. It is. I mean, like, there's there's a one-to-one correlation to Brad suddenly becoming earth-shakingly dominant and, you know, being a dad in various capacities. Yep. Like, he became good right about the same time he became a stepdad, right? So, like, I mean, he was always good, but, like, amazing. (laughs) True, and also, yeah. Achari has 17 goals and three assists on the year. Well, he's he's winning the Cy Young, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Big Daddy Energy is what gave you Tory Crew, who trucked Robert Thomas. The only person I would say doesn't like, you know, totally. <laughs> While both dogs are gone. <laughs> 
Oh, we're talking about big daddy energy, and they're like, no, big dog energy. <laughs> big dog energy. <laughs> oh, my God. So one of the things is the um, the Florida Panthers um, have 42 goals from the 15-16 fourth line. Oh, uh, <laughs> Con- uh, uh, Connolly, Petrano, and, uh, and Atari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. Wow. That means 25 came from the other two. That means he yeah, is yeah. probably um, the guy with the v- dominant. Yeah, Vitrano's the weak link. He only has nine. Um, Connolly is, uh, is a 16, 11, and 27, which is pretty, which is pretty sound. Um, it's already, you know, more points. It's already as many points as he combined total in his time with Boston. Between... A, a slight, well, I mean, technically less than a full season's worth of games, but still, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. All right. So I, I just needed to talk about that because I, I've been holding on to that information for more than a week. Um, and, you know, I like to talk about Noel Chari, you know, and I like to talk about Big Daddy Energy. I mean, you're right. Like you said, it worked with Tori Krug and. Smashing Rob Thomas and leaving him thinking it was 3 a.m. somewhere, and <laughs> it's gonna—it's working with Nolachari. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's a good Matchbox Twenty song. <laughs> well, yeah, it's from their first album. After that, just no. <laughs> back to back weeks of Matchbox Twenty. References. Um, honestly, I can't. Like, I love that the '90s music, Matchbox Twenty, Goo Goo Dolls, like just Third Eye, Motherfucking Blind, my friend. Third Eye Blind, somehow still a thing, which is news. They are because (laughs) fun fact, I saw them in concert because back in 2008. When I was a wee sophomore at Southern New Hampshire University, they did a call. They did a, a concert on campus. <laughs> well, well the th- see, the funny thing about them is their first album is, you know, such just 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 textbook late '90s pop rock. Then yep. their next album, Blue, which was still pretty successful, you're starting to see like, oh wait, no, these guys are kind of like acid space rock, and then they just went off into the fucking woods after that. It's Basically, true, yeah, just, just, a, just a peyote trip that never ended. <laughs> Seriously, being Stephen Jenkins is just being on a lifelong peyote, peyote safari, I'm sure. Except for that time that he was on meth. Also, yes. Oh, but I'm sure yeah. that has to cor- I'm sure that corresponds with the time he was like the drummer for for uh, Counting Crows. Oh, that's another that's another one. Counting Crows. <laughs> he was the drummer for Counting. He was the original drummer on Counting for Counting Crows. Oh, okay. The he original. left Counting Crows to start to start to start uh, Third Eye Blind. Hmm. <laughs> So he didn't like being in the background. He wanted to be in the foreground. I mean, you had to figure. Um, he paved paradise uh, to put up a parking lot there. That's a cover, though, Tim. You could have done better. But, uh, but, <laughs> but it was like, the first thing that came to mind. You got to figure Adam, whatever his last name is there, probably smells like patchouli a lot. So you got to figure there's only so much of that you can take. That's fair. Yes. You know what? There are ways to deal with patchouli. You have to have a constant uh, influx of citrus oils. There you go. 
citrus and, and patchouli can make a, a, a nice scent. But patchouli on its own, it, it just means unwashed, unkempt. And then and, and you just know that lead singer from Counting Crows smells all the time. Can you oh, believe yeah. can you believe that both like Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox slept with guy that guy and reportedly fought over him? No. Maybe he's got really, really strong drugs and that's why. Or he's just got strong dick game. I mean, I mean that's the might, only other. He, he he may possibly be hung like a moose. Yes. Um, yeah, like that's the only other thing that you can really think. Say. I imagine his pubes are also dreadlocks, so like that's got to be like Lovecraftian horrifying. But yeah, uh, I imagine the carpet matches the drapes there. Listens to Savage Love is the one that's uh, that's struggling with this conversation. <laughs> I don't live it. Li- oh, 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 oh. Okay, I was like sitting there and I'm like, I don't listen to Savage Garden. <laughs> um, I mean, there's another one though. <laughs> no, I, I mean, no. I, I'm just sitting there. It's like because you said it, and then I had to picture it, and I'm just like, I, oh God. <laughs> He's hung like a moose and has dreadlock pubes, so it really is Lovecraftian down there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, um, yeah, uh, no, I'm I'm all set with that. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, like, I feel like that's like episode title there. Just, you know, um, Counting Crows is Cthuloid Cock. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'm going to name that, although um, I'm sure that would get a lot of interesting uh, uh, downloads. But uh, yeah, yeah, um, we get some. We would get some listens from some very confused people. <laughs> this is a hockey, hockey. podcast. What are they going to talk? Oh, <laughs> it's like it's like, it's like the, the, the 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 strange merch point of, of Bruins fans, Counting Crows fans, and people that like tentacle porn. You just hit that market right there. Don't forget about the people who like cocks. You know, just I mean, there's that. You know, I mean, come on. Like the early days, we used to talk about the Taves curve. Oh God, I can never not think of that that one. And then, <laughs> and then Nick would send us fucking pictures where he's like in the bathroom stall, like with his pants down, and then there would be like a hockey stick, and I'm like. What the fuck is this? I do not want pictures of you sitting on a toilet ever. Just don't. Oh yeah, that's true. Nick had Nick had no shame. No. I, I mean, you know what? All set. I never want to see a picture of anybody in the bathroom unless you're in a bathtub and you're it's a bubble bath. And then I probably don't want that picture, but you know, that's much more Only pleasant. Only at 3 a.m. Tie it back around. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the Bruins, we were talking about the Bruins, not Adam Horowitz or whatever the fuck his name was. I don't know. Um, Dreadlock guy from Duritz, something like that. Duritz. It was Duritz. Duritz. Yeah, you're right. I know. I'm all set with that. We're, we're going to talk about, um, you know what we're going to talk about this week? We're going to talk about the schedule 
that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the <laughs> schedule and we're going to, we're going to guess what we're, we're going to predict what's going to happen with the schedule. What this oh boy. Team are going to do. We're going to do it again. Okay, folks. So we start off the week today, of course, is January 12th, 2020 tomorrow, Monday, January 13th, 2020, 7 p.m. Eastern time in Philadelphia against the Flyers. So you know what this means? Gritty. <gasps> gritty. I'm so excited. On oh, it's gritty. fantastic. <laughs> and I want to also point out that it is Zdeno Chara's 1,000th game with the Bruins. Regular season. Oh, shit. Now he hit his a thousand. He hit his thousand overall quite a while ago because he had you know. Two thousand twelve. Yeah. So this one is is different. It is a thousand games with the Bruins, guys. Oh, and just a side note on games with the Bruins, we kind of didn't say this last night's game. I think it was was Tory Krug's five hundredth regular season game with the Bruins. Yep. There we go. I forgot about that. There. Wow. He he's been with the Bruins for. Half as many games as Chara, but his career has not been that long. I mean, yeah. I know that Chara's been with the, the Bruins since tw- uh, 2006, right? Right. I think Krug had that big playoff run. What was it? 2012-13, was it? So Yeah, so they signed him late at the end of season 2012, and he got in one game so he'd get his bonuses and burn a year. Played the AHL mostly the lockout year. Came in late because of all the injuries. You know, sort of like how Matt Bartowski got his one goal as a, Bo- as a Boston Bruin during those playoff games and never scored again. That um, was a dark, dark time. <laughs> you handled that relatively gracefully, Tim. You did. I'm proud of you. They didn't even spit. Uh... And it's important to remember these are regular season games because Chara has played 137 playoff games with the Bruins. Yes. Yeah, so Krug broke in full-time starting in fall 2013 then. That's, that's, that's a decent number of seasons, actually, which kind of like blows my mind a little bit. It's like, oh, wow. Same, and I'll never forget that picture on Madison Square Garden ice after his goal against the Rags, and his hands are up, and he's cheering. It was just beautiful. He was a fucking force that season, that, that, that series, just like... He was. I mean, it's why we didn't see Dougie Hamilton again the rest of the playoffs. That's true. <laughs> Dougie, you suck. Okay. Now, mind you, Dougie probably actually should have been in towards the end instead of Ferenc. Instead of but, like, not like Dougie was better defensively than Ferenc. So, like, Ferenc's fuck-ups that cost us game six in the end, which, to be fair, we were going to lose because Patrice Bergeron was more or less dead. That it was Ferentz on both those goals in the 27 seconds. That wasn't good. <laughs> oh, my God. Are, are you trying to hurt me now? Always. Oh, you jerk. <laughs> anyway, so after the gritty game, um, we have a back-to-back with travel. 7 p.m. Eastern time on the 14th. That is Tuesday against Columbus. Oh. What's yelling about this time? Will it be Elvis or will it be or will it be goalie to be named later? <laughs> Either way, it's a Latvian. It's true because they're all out of Swedes because we're, we're no Finns, Corpusalo, right. <laughs> Come on. Finns are known for goalies. Yes, I know. <laughs> and then follow it up on Thursday, the sixteenth, against Pittsburgh at home, seven PM Eastern time at the Garden. Sydney Crosby might be back this week. I mean, my my 
well, no, it won't help me for my fantasy team. That team is such garbage and so dead. I just started trading people for draft picks now. Anyway, and then also because it'll be this will happen before we record next. Um, then we have a home after a two day rest. They have a home and home. Pittsburgh. They they travel to Pittsburgh for a twelve thirty p.m. Eastern time game on the nineteenth. That would be next Sunday. Oh, it's going to be on NBC or NBCSN. It's probably NBC in there. It's going to be Star Sunday. I'll be able to watch it, though, at least. Uh, okay. If it was if it was a n- night game that night, I couldn't watch it because I have a sleep study. Yay. Oh, well. Okay, so we have four games to figure out. Okay. Hmm. Honestly, with these four games, I kind of wish they'd just pull the trigger on a second line right wing so they can get some chemistry now rather than like waiting. <sighs> I hate that. Well, there's the thing, right? You know, I mean, I'm not super impressed with Toffoli as a target, but Toffoli would get the job done. You don't need to exactly. go, go big here, right? So he's like, um, Bacardi gets the job done. <laughs> It'll get you drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he's, uh, Black velvet or anything like that. So <laughs> it'll be, it'll get you ugly drunk. Because <laughs> <laughs> let's be realistic, black velvet is pretty much Brett Ritchie at this point. So, <laughs> oh my god. So okay, I think that the Bruins this week. I think they're going to win against Philadelphia and Columbus. You're, you're, ooh, you're doing both nights of the back to back. Yeah, but it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. I think the Columbus, Columbus is a rough team to play on night two. The Columbus, the Columbus game is going to go into overtime and I'm going to say they're going to win it. Okay. So uh-huh. I'm being very specific here. So Philadelphia, I think they win just outright. I think the next night it's going to be harder and they're, they're going to uh, go to overtime, but they'll win it. Pittsburgh at home. I feel like at home they'll, oof, this is a coin toss for me. I think they're going to win. with Pittsburgh at home, and I think they're going to lose the Sunday game. I'm a bit different. I'm thinking win Philly, OTL, Columbus, reg loss against Pittsburgh at home, reg win against Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. I almost did that last part, but that's okay. This is what makes it interesting. Okay, so Tim. (sighs) And again, I think they lose the Pittsburgh game at home because it's the third game in four days. That's why. Okay, that's fair. That's fair, yeah, because I'm trying to think. I, You know what? I was really pessimistic last time, <laughs> like overly. So I'm going to be overly optimistic this time just to kind of even it out because I feel like that's kind of good for the soul to even yourself out. I'm going to say they win all four, and one of them is overtime. Oh, my God. Not one. Four wins, one of them is overtime. Oh, no, they're going to lose every one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I had them um, losing two. I mean, I had them losing two games. So. You're looking at the guy that correctly predicted Bobby Ryan. So we're okay. Oh, that still hurts, man. I hurt. Because it made no sense. It had no business being right. And yet it was. And then it was. And this is the same thing. Has no business being right. Makes no sense. Ta-da. All right. Okay. So Jeff is not going to be here next week, which is fine. He's got a convention to go to in Vancouver. It just shows that he doesn't love us enough to stick around. No, I'm just kidding. He's got a job thing. See, I said something very nice. I'm I'm not making up 
reports about minors and things like that anymore. To be fair, I was talking about the kind of minors who, who like, you know, try to um, dig for ore and stuff. <laughs> wow. I'm not up on the latest geol uh, geological lingo. <laughs> dig for gold. Pan for gold. I mean, I think Ord works because we're a Bruins podcast. Yeah, I just said a whole lot of wrong things. That's okay. I will cheer myself up with thinking that Jeff has a briefcase full of rocks. So there we go. <laughs> Jeff is looking for the next ore. That's it. Oh, <laughs> uh, are you looking for the next Bobby ore? Is that what it is? Searching you know, for Bobby ore. Prospecting and scouting are similar fields in a way. <laughs> they are. I just picture you being the prospector from Toy Story 2. So like... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes, I'm at a hockey game right now and I and I'm prospecting. <laughs> and all the other freaking all the other scouts can't pay attention because my because my gold pans keep clanging together hanging off my pack. <laughs> <laughs> Do you lick your finger and put it up in the <laughs> wind and it can taste gold? <laughs> True story, y'all just do literally lick rocks in the effort to identify them. Not for the flavor, but because it's easier to tell what's it, what the minerals look like when they're wet. <laughs> I like to think Jeff knows the flavor of the rocks now. <laughs> you just opened that can of worms. <laughs> Not all rocks taste the same, if that's what you mean, yes. But, like, I can't, like... Do any of them taste like Rocky Road? <laughs> oh. Okay, thank you for humoring. No, that's the road less traveled. Come on now. <laughs> okay, so 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 couldn't you like use like couldn't you get like um distilled water and do that? Yeah, but I have to like carry more stuff in the field. If I'm carrying water in the field, it's for drinking. That's fair. That makes sense. Uh, okay. Water's heavy, you see. I, I know. Two and, a half, I, two and a half pounds of quart. Right, right, right. So, yes, I, I, I know that. I just, okay. I mean, like, it's a thing we do. Uh, I learned we're, something we're new we're today. We're a fucked up bunch, us geologists. Like, we're, we're not going to tell you otherwise. We're, I, we're, 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 we're all crazier than shithouse rats. I, I learned something new today. That's it. That's all. That's okay. You know? All right. So, Jeff's not going to be with us next week because... He's got things to do. He's going to tell you how you can get a hold of us. <laughs> so, uh, listeners, thank you. You've been listening to Barely on Topic. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found, assuming it's one of those. Um, if you're looking elsewhere, I don't even know what you're up to. So, like, I, I don't even know why I conclude that last part. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> you can talk to us on Twitter. That's uh, at barely on topic, or on, on Facebook. It's at barely on topic podcast. And of course, there are our individual Twitter accounts. I am, of course, at Doctor Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A Richardson. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Ow! oh my God! No! Ow! 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 Ow
<laughs> Otherwise known as that VA from our eye. <laughs> oh, well, Tim, you nailed it. <laughs> I, got, I got a Charlie horse in my calf and it hurts so bad. Because <laughs> I was so excited to say that. <laughs> 